the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Today, the Simple Man Bible Study for any man, woman, youth, or child, simple like me or complex like those smarter people out there. It's the Simple Man Bible Study because that's me. I'm the simple man. Are you getting that yet? Give me a fluffy sopapilla dripping with honey, and I'm a happy camper. That's me. I'm a simple man. Do you like sopapillas, Ernesto? Yeah. Give me the corner brownie in the pan, and I'll be your buddy for life. And to complete the trifecta of this simple man's desserts, those Connie Franklin chocolate chip cookies handed down from Connie to my grandma, Mal, to my mom, to my wife, Chris, and on and on it goes, blessing generations. Sometimes when Chris makes three dozens, three dozen, and I've already wrecked a dozen of those bad boys in about 45 minutes flat, yes, I can do that. It's so sad. And I feel those pounds just adding on magically. Well, you remember the Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan movie? Anybody old enough to remember that? Or uh, if you like Seinfeld, like I like Seinfeld, there was a takeoff on that. There's a point in the movie and in Seinfeld where the character is screaming at the air for, for Khan. And so he's like, Khan! Well, remember, these cookies are from Connie Franklin. So sometimes I just scream, Connie! Because I cannot get enough of these cookies. They're amazing, but uh, mm, so good. So what's your dessert of the day? I've got a deal for you. I'll tell you what. If you live in the greater San Antonio area, my hometown now, I can't believe to say that for a year, New Braunfels, or the Austin area, because I know you guys are listening to Bernie. I can get out there. If you will pledge a gift today to Very Bold or give at VeryBold.com, yes, you can do that right now. We'll get it on the calendar, and I will personally take you out for one of those three desserts. So, Papillas, I've got some spots. I know the spots. Brown, you probably know spot for two or so, Papillas, too, Ernesto. Brownies, I've got some ideas there, too. And I will personally deliver a batch of my wife's chocolate chip cookies via Connie Franklin if you join the Very Bold team today. Your choice, but wait, there's more. Remember those commercials? If you sign up to give a recurring gift on VeryBold.com right now, today, I told you about the trifecta of desserts. Well, here's the grand slam, baby. Are you ready for this? I'll even bring a French silk pie. These are the best chocolate pies ever. I will bring that to your home, your office, or wherever if you just join the Very Bold team today. We'll Facebook Live it. Shoot, I'll bring Ernesto. We'll bring all the iPads. We won't do that. But I'll bring the pie. I know that. Email me, steve at verybold.com. Let me know you're on the Very Bold team. Even today, if you're like pledging it, I will, I will get you dessert. We'll get that going. Now, would you like to know what dessert has to do with our Simple Man Bible study today? 
well, you're going to be disappointed because it's not a thing. Other than I want you to be a part of what God is doing through Very Bold Radio and Podcast and Very Bold Ministries, all the many things that we get to do. I want you to be a part of it. It's great what God is doing, and I want you on board. I want you part of the team. So I, I tell my friends and I tell my people that are part of the Variable team, I wish we could do this without you, but we can't. And it's more fun. And it's uh, more fun to do it with you and have you be a part of this. So now that I've worked up an appetite, I haven't really eaten anything today. I know you don't believe me. I know you think that I ate a dozen cookies this morning, but that was last night. I do not know Simon Peter's favorite dessert. You remember those uh, bracelets everybody had, WWJD? That stood for what would Jesus dessert, right? There's my joke. I got my little joke in there. No, what would Jesus do? I don't know that one either. Now, I do know in the Bible the promised land is talking about all the milk and honey that's going to be flowing. And I know that honey sure goes good with sopapillas. So obviously I'm still hungry. So here's where we are in our Rock the World Simple Man Bible Study. You know we get to do all these great interviews week after week. Um, we're doing the peanut butter bowl. So, uh, man, it's been exciting to see what God is already doing there. But we also do Rock the World and the Simple Man Bible Study, which I just have a blast sharing with you God's Word. So let me recap. So far, we've seen Simon Peter's personal interactions with Jesus. We've seen Jesus' nickname Simon the Rock, or Peter as we know him. We've seen the outlandish love of God that would identify greatness in Simon rather than disgrace that Jesus could have called out in Simon. Not you are a failure and a disappointment, but you are a rock and a leader. I challenge you to hear Jesus call your greatness out as you listen. And that's what you have to do. You have to listen. He wants to encourage you. <clears throat> He wants to affirm you. Next, we saw Simon Peter, the rock, experience the outlandish, ridiculous, crazy power of God, despite what I believe was reluctant obedience in the rock's heart. He was tired, remember, exhausted, a bad night of fishing and not catching one thing. And Jesus tells that frustrated fisherman to row out into the deep. He's already exhausted. Now you got to row out, go into the deep and let down the nets one more time. I challenge you. Remember what happened? The nets were just overflowing with fish. The boat started to sink. Another boat came. It started to sink. That was just the ridiculous grace and power of Jesus. So I challenged you to listen to Jesus and ask him to direct you, to teach you, to guide you. And even when he speaks on in your heart, to take that step of faith with reluctance and put an oar into the water and go out into the deep to see what Jesus wants to do. Listen. Listen for the voice of Jesus. Say, Jesus, I don't know about this crazy French silk pie devouring chocolate chipaholic soapapia honey sopping simple preacher man, but I'm listening. You don't have to say that whole part. Just say I'm listening. And if you actually, you say to Jesus, if you actually have the audacity and the outlandish love to speak to my heart, I'll try to do what you tell me to do. And then you've got to listen. Which brings us today with Simon Peter. Now, today, it's not a one-on-one -on -one personal interaction, Simon with Jesus. It's Simon being there. It's the student, the disciple. That's what disciple means, observing and watching the teacher. So it's Daniel-san watching Miyagi. It's Luke Skywalker following around Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's Jessica Teal Nelson, my daughter, learning from Brienne Barker. All right, that one means a little bit more to me. That was a volleyball daughter reference. 
But if you want to experience Jesus, which you should probably give them a chance, let's watch from Peter's perspective as Jesus deals with people with needs or at the very least wants. In the part of the story that we're going to be talking about today, Jesus has been physically healing people. In fact, one of the very first physical healing miracles that's recorded was Simon Peter's mother-in-law of a high fever. Now, off of that, Jesus went the first century version of viral. The word traveled fast that he was healing people. And so everybody started to show up with their physical problems, their illnesses, their conditions, and yes, their demonic possession. But Jesus wanted to not just heal physically. He wanted to teach. He wanted to reveal God's heart, his heart. He wanted to love. He wanted to coach. He wanted to correct. I think if we talk about Jesus' healing ministry in the Bible, you are naturally, and so am I, going to think about the physical healings. And that does capture my attention. It's a big part of it because, for one, it's a sign of his power, a sign of Jesus' authority. It's a sign sometimes of his compassion. It's a sign of him being God in the flesh. It's a sign of him inaugurating the kingdom of God, saying, I am here, and I'm taking back what is mine. It's a sign. It's a sign. But I'm a simple man. We've established that. So I break down the healing that Jesus gives into a word, yes, an acronym, because I'm not smart enough to remember any other way. The word is going to be the word for the, the day, super, S-U-P-E-R. And yes, that may be cheesy to you, but it's super healing, which I know it sounds like I'm about to get all 80s televangelisty on you. I realize super healing. It sounds like it, but I'm not. The acronym super works for me. Can you just go with it? Just go with it, okay? So super, in the middle of it is the letter P, which, yes, is for physical healing. Now, this is the part I love because some of you that are tuning in, listening to the podcast, you're starting to try to figure out what the S and what the U and the E and the R stand for. So we'll see how you do. Do you want the others as a sneak preview, or should I string you along just a little bit? How about this? S is for Wait for it. Spiritual healing, spiritual healing. This is what Jesus desires above all else. He wants you to be reconciled to God. If you've not yet put your faith in Jesus, what you have is a soul sickness. Your soul is uncomfortable. It's not working completely right. You're off. It's broken. It's a broken soul. That's what it is. There's no cast for it. There's no physical surgery for it. What we try to do is fix it ourselves. So, for example, you may work your way to the top. You may make a bunch of money, accumulate a lot of possessions, or you may have a bunch of awesome experiences. You may jump out of helicopters and ski down glaciers, or you may jump from bed to bed with as many conquests as you can get. Or you might prove to the world that you are smarter than most people and get as many degrees upon degrees as you can. Or you're just a decent person, generally speaking, and you have a good reputation with your friends and in the community, and isn't that enough? Well, spoiler, the answer is no. It's not enough. Your status, your reputation ultimately only matters what God thinks of you. 
And if you're not interested in figuring out a good and right relationship with God, well, I'm going to tell you something. God owes you nothing at the end of the day. This is a hunger and a thirst. That's what's happening with your soul. God put that in your heart, that hunger and that thirst. It's a longing, and it's a longing that can only be filled when we seek God and when God puts his spirit inside of our heart. As for all those other things, you can try them all. I mean, have you tried some of those? I've tried some of those. You can be the richest person in the world. I did not try that, Ernesto. (laughs) I mean, I tried. Didn't work, you know. You can be the richest person in the world, but you can be the saddest, too. You can be powerful and yet powerless before God. And really, if you search your soul, you really search your soul and just ask some hard questions. Am I really content? Am I really, do I have peace? Do I have joy? Or is there something missing? That's, those are questions that are worth asking. So yes, Jesus wants to heal your soul. That is spiritual healing. He wants that for you. He wants you to be reconciled to God. He wants you to be forgiven for anything and everything. Every time you've missed God's standard, God's target. target. He'd like you to experience the freedom of forgiveness and the promise of everlasting life. And that begins now. When you put your faith in him, it begins now. This is what he wants. He wants to, it's a gift that he wants to give to you, spiritual healing, and for you to experience his love and joy and peace every day and purpose in your life and the power of his presence in you, guiding you, teaching you, reminding you of his love daily and that presence is what we call the Holy Spirit of God. So that's S, spiritual healing. U in super, remember we're on that acronym, right? I think we might just come back to that one. Not to string you along, but just a little bit. P, we covered, is physical healing. Now the E might surprise you. Are you a guesser, a little competitive? Are you guessing an E letter right now? Just curious if you are. It's emotional healing. What might that be like? Well, feel abandonment issues, trust issues, anxiety, insecurities. We all have those, right? Anger. We all have different things that we deal with that are emotional. Jesus would like to either heal you immediately or he can work towards that with his Holy Spirit. But he does desire emotional healing for you. R. I want to give my solvers a chance to say it. And Ernesto is so good that he's holding off on putting it up there on the screen. You're so amazing. That's the eagle. R is relational healing. Relational healing. Now, the S that we talked about for spiritual healing covers healing between us and God's relationship. What I'm talking about here is relational healing with one another. As we get into the Simple Man Bible study deeper and as we continue to see Jesus through the experiences of Peter, we'll see what that looks like and a few ways that Jesus will bring relational healing to your life, relational healing with your kids. Man, it breaks my heart when people have those relationships that are fractured or broken. Relational healing with your spouse or your ex. Now we're getting into some miracles, aren't we? Or your parents or your step-parent. Or maybe an old boss or a co-worker. And I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler. It's going to start 
with that spiritual healing. We kind of have to start there. All right. It's, it's probably driving you crazy if I don't give you the you and super healing right now. So you're not going to be able to focus unless I finish spelling that acronym. Is that your personality? We've got S for spiritual. The U is for understanding. Understanding. We need to be healed of our understanding of who God is. Our understanding of God's heart. Our understanding of God's will and plan and desires for your life. See, we all come to God all of us with baggage and also relationships that impact our viewpoint of God. And those relationships are broken and imperfect. So our ideas of God are often tainted and we'll see it in Simon Peter's life too. His idea of who God was is tainted and Jesus is going to walk him through that. He's going to correct him and Jesus wants to correct us as well. That is coming, but just not today. And we'll see it in the opponents of Jesus, their understanding of who God is, God's heart, God's ways, their understanding, yes, Jesus had many opponents, is so off base that they cannot recognize that Jesus perfectly represents God the Father. They need healing of their understanding. So let's watch, let's listen, let's see what is happening today as Jesus deals with a man who wants healing. Let's set this First, uh, let's set this up first. Imagine that you're right at Peter's side. Even look through his eyes if you've got that powerful imagination. Jesus is standing near you. The other disciples are as well, plus several townspeople are gathered about. Maybe today, Jesus is talking about mustard seeds. Maybe he's asked a village boy to go and grab a handful of mustard seeds and a cup of water. The water is because Jesus is thirsty. It's a hot, dusty, desert day. The boy is returned. Jesus takes a drink. He also hands it to you. You take a drink and pass it along. And then Jesus asks the young boy for just one mustard seed out of the handful. Jesus takes that tiny seed and pinches it between thumb and forefinger. He's showing it around the huddle now to the people gathered. Jesus is smiling. Can you picture that? He's smiling. He's saying, look at this seed. It's tiny. Now, who could imagine that this incredibly small mustard seed could become, and you see Jesus point 30 to 40 yards away to a tree, a mustard tree. But that is when you first notice a man who seems to be walking towards your group. You refocus back on Jesus and you hear him say, this mustard seed grows into that tree 20 feet high and 20 feet wide. It's remarkable, really, Jesus says. Then he looks at you and winks. I'm not going to wink at you. Don't worry. That's how it is, Jesus says, with God's kingdom. He's pointing to you and the other disciples. It starts so small, but will grow so big, he says, you can't wrap your mind around it. The crowd is enjoying Jesus. And now you watch, though, as that man is getting closer. There is a problem. This man, this stranger you don't know, is in tattered clothes, and his beard is covered up. And you know now there are only two scenarios possible about this man. Either one, he is mourning and grieving the loss of someone close to him. Or two, heaven forbid, he is a leper with a skin disease. You're trying to get a better look as he comes closer, but you're thinking he must be grieving, right? Because every person around you knows if you have a skin disease, 
you are forbidden to come into contact with community, with people. In fact, you're not even allowed inside this village. Besides that, you might be contagious, and so you must stay at a distance, and you must shout, I'm contagious, I'm unclean, which communicates, stay away from me. I don't want to give you my disease, for one, but two, even more important to the people around you, if this man, if he has leprosy, if he touches me or I touch him, we will be unclean too and unable to participate in the ritual worship of God. That means you would be unclean too. Dirty, stained by the impurities of contamination and thereby unable to come near the presence of God for worship unless you too became declared clean and cleared by a priest so that you can re-enter the community. Now he's right outside the huddle. His skin, you can see, has a nasty disease. It's up and down his body. It's plain as day to you. If you get queasy easily, you're feeling it in your gut if you're there. Now, Jesus had told you days before, along with Simon Peter, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people for my kingdom. And you're afraid. And you're thinking, I don't want to catch this person for the kingdom. And the huddle is separating quickly. Those people, as that man continues to approach, they're afraid to be contaminated too. And there's murmuring and muttering because how dare this man come near any of you, let alone near the teacher Jesus. This leper is a lawbreaker, a rebel. So Jesus is the leader and we're learning from him. So you watch for a reaction. Is he going to send the man away? What is he going to say? Instead, you see Jesus smile with a nod of his head towards the man. The unclean leper comes closer. There's desperation in his eyes. You back up. The diseased leper falls to his knees, face down in the dirt. He is a lawbreaker, but he is showing Jesus the ultimate respect by this act. Now this unclean, dirty, contagious sinner begs, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. His clothes are torn and tattered. His skin is filthy, but his faith is full and beautiful. He believes. In that brief moment, you you yourself see more than just a leper. You see faith. Your heart softens. You've seen the desperation and you wonder, what has it been like for this man to wander outside the community alone in isolation? What loneliness has this man known? the depths of his desperation. It's not just the physical disease, but socially, this man is surely broken down. No one to talk with, no one to hug, no one to share in the misery, no one to visit him, lend an ear, or just a thoughtful heart to say, I'm sorry for what you're going through. What keeps a man going despite the depths of discouragement and depression? Well, he is here. He needs healing. Jesus' eyes rotate around the group. Then you watch the unbelievable. Jesus is reaching out his hand towards this unclean man. Internally, you are thinking, don't touch him. You'll be unclean. Jesus, just say the word. Just heal him that way, but don't touch him. But Jesus touches the man and says, I will clean I will, you are clean. And before your eyes, immediately the leprosy, the skin disease is gone. The man is healed instantly. Now, as we follow Peter's experiences with Jesus, 
and those around him. We'll hear the voices of condemnation and judgment saying Jesus is the rebel. He's the lawbreaker. Can you believe that? Even here in touching the man, didn't Jesus become unclean? But that is exactly what Jesus does. He meets us in the dirt of our sin and disobedience and rebellion. He meets us in the garbage of our contaminated hearts and thoughts, our poisoned souls. Jesus doesn't wear a hazmat, no surgical mask, no gloves, no worry of contamination. He meets us in the darkest part of our corrupted soul, and we can draw near to him. And we can say to Jesus, if you are willing, you can fix my soul. You can cleanse my impurities. And Jesus says, I will. You are clean, pure, saved, child, forgiven. And this man received physical healing. And he had belief enough to go to Jesus and ask for help for that. I don't know. If after he reported to the priests, as Jesus told him to do, I don't know if he turned to Jesus as not just healer of his body, but healer of his soul. I don't know. Any guesses out there? But what I do see of Jesus is outlandish love, ridiculous grace. The one thing I know about Jesus is that he had power that will observe several times in healing people physically to simply just say the word, you're healed, or your child is healed. Just say it. So we know Jesus did not have to touch the man as he healed. But in doing so, Jesus gave the man that E in super emotional healing. Remember it? Spiritual. U is for understanding. P is for physical. E is emotional. That man was isolated away from community. People can lose it when they go without touch. Your love language may not be touch, but you need some physical touch. Jesus could have waited to touch the man until after healing him, but he offers the man emotional healing by touching him. Jesus is saying, I love you just as you are. I'll heal you, but I love you already. And that's what he does with us. That's extravagant love of God, ridiculous love of God, outlandish love of God. It's unnecessary, but so desperately needed. Jesus desires to do the same for you. Something surprising. Something even unnecessary, but very personal for you, like a touch. Outlandish, ridiculous love and grace. I don't know what that is for you today. I don't, but Jesus does. And Jesus wants to give you some gift today. I do know something, something that you may have done has left you feeling excluded on the outside looking in. Maybe for some of you, you can't imagine that God could forgive you of the dirty, unclean things you have done. But just the request, Jesus, if you're willing, make me clean. Here comes the answer. Hear it loud and clear. Jesus says, you are clean, clean, forgiven, healed, reconciled. Now, most of the story from the Bible we've looked at today comes from Luke 5, 12 to 16. The Gospel of Mark covers it in 1, 40 to 44. You'll read that. You read that, you'll see a little bit more about the man's response to Jesus. You might have a question about that, too. So remember, you can email me at steve at verybold.com. I'll do my best. We'll see. Matthew 8, 2 through 4 tells about the man and his bold faith as well. And we talked about super healing today, right? You remember them. S is for that spiritual healing, which is Jesus' priority one. U is for the healing of our understanding. P 
P is for physical healing that Jesus is perhaps most famous for. E is for that emotional healing, whether it comes instantly or over a lifetime. Jesus desires that freedom and peace for you as well. And R is for that relational healing between us and other people. We'll get there with Simon Peter. And when we do, we may be surprised a bit to learn what that might look like. All right. You like to read ahead? Then go to Luke five seventeen. the story right after this one. Read it and try to determine which of the super healings the man experiences. Spoiler alert, look for two. Hey, that's it for today. God bless you. I pray you experience the ridiculous, outlandish, unnecessary grace, power, and love of God today, of Jesus the Messiah. I pray it's personal and real and impacts your life and others as well. I'm the simple man, Steve Teal, for Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Go to VeryBold.com, support our mission, get one of those cookies, get a batch. Got a French silk pie, too, with your name on it. Or so Papias, Ernesto and I are going out for that. Brownies. God bless you. Jesus loves you with a remarkable, outlandish, surprising, and very bold love. So because of this great hope, you, my friend, are called also to be very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.